What's up everybody and welcome to B2B Made Simple. If you're passionate about marketing, you're in the right place. Whether you're doing marketing for a brand new startup or a $100 million enterprise, you'll learn strategies that'll help you build a solid team, impact your pipeline, and look like an absolute rock star to upper management. Why? Because these guys are the pros. They're not pretending to know the industry, they're in the trenches on a daily basis. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the co-founder of One Click Agency. We build websites for B2B companies, and I'm also the co-host of this podcast. If your goal is to become the marketer everyone else looks up to, keep listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to B2B Made Simple, a marketing podcast for B2B marketers. And uh, with me today, I have the VP of Marketing at Connected, Jeremy Miller, and I'm really excited to have him on the show today. Jeremy, it's good to have you here, man. Appreciate it being here, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. So you start us off by sharing what you guys do at Connected. Yeah, absolutely, man. So we are a software company and what we specifically focus on, like our main flagship product, it automates lead generation on LinkedIn. And so we have a lot of different automation tools, but what's unique about us is we teach people how to like actually build relationships, like tools and AI and, you know, really anything is great, but it's more about what you do, to, you know, like how you use it, your mindset behind it, your intention, you know, that's ultimately what matters. And so um, like I mentioned, we're a software company. Very grateful to say we have about over 10,000 customers. We've been around for about two years, kind of skyrocketed during this pandemic, um, unfortunately, or unfortunate as that is, you know, what, what someone can look at it either way. But we're grateful nonetheless that, you know, we're able to help business owners automate their lead generation so they can focus on their business, right? I don't want to get, get too into, you know, get into it too much, but so many times people get focused, you know, almost too much focus on like the day to day and they're just trying to work in their business and not on their business like what is their customer experience what is the reputation that they have in the marketplace what is maybe the legacy that they want to have in their own community like bigger bolder vision-esque type of initiatives that sometimes business owners can't focus on because they're just focused on like making sure they hit the bottom line which of course in today's day and age is very very important so we're grateful with the position that we have yeah that's awesome um Something, I mean, you and I, we sell to businesses, it's B2B, and there are companies that listen to this, I'm sure, that do more in the B2B or the B2C space. Um, to start us off, why do you think there's such a divide between the two and people think it's two totally separate worlds? Yeah, I, did, no, I don't question. get it. Yeah, and well, it's almost like it's almost like the whole uh, social versus search you know, argument, mm-hmm. right? It's like my perspective on is, yes, we can spend energy debating these different things and have all these different terminology and these specific definitions. But like, what do we know about people, right? Like people want their status increased in a variety of different ways based off of where they're at in their life. Um, I was very fortunate to spend some time with Seth Godin in New York City. And one thing he taught me was every single person that you meet, regardless of age, background, their expertise, their wealth level, their beginning or the, you know, how high they open their authority or their career, they want to increase their status. For journalists, for example, they want to get more popular articles. So if you present a journalist with an amazing story that's going to get clicks, they're going to write about you. Wow. PR all of a sudden is much easier looking at that way. Um, customers, for example, if you're selling B2B and you're selling to a product manager or some director of marketing, or maybe I'm selling, you know, connected to a sales manager, they want to look good to their CEO or they want to look good to their CMO or their VP of sales. So if I can help them introduce this amazing new software that's going to create all this new time and their employees are going to you know, enjoy their company more, they're going to look good to their boss. It's almost like that adage, if you will, um, if you want to, you know, grow up in your company, you know, make your boss look good. And so, um, 
I feel like, you know, some people, they just kind of get lost in the translation or lost in the sauce, like what humans actually want. And if we just like stop trying to name everything B2C, B, and it's not bad yeah. to have naming and terminology. Like it's very important to be specific and have clarity on what we're trying to get, um, you know, across. But like, what's been the same thing for 2000 years? You know, people like stories. So if you want to get a message across that resonates with someone, share a story. Um, usually the story would need to be around solving some kind of pain that that person probably has for them to actually convert to becoming a customer of yours. But yeah, man, I mean, you know, we can go into it for sure, but I just, from a 30,000 foot view, I just think a lot of these debates and conversations and arguments that we're having, and this can be, you know, more grandiose conversation about politics and anything. It's like, maybe if we just spend a little less energy on like what's different about what we're talking about yeah. and look at what's the same and similar, we might get to have more progress and move forward faster mm -hmm. better yeah i think what you said about storytelling there kind of segues nicely into what um uh, what we planned on talking about which we need to really get it integrated into our marketing and not just storytelling because that's a, such a vague subject but genuine stories can you share with us how we actually do that yeah absolutely um so I, i'll quote you know simon sinek who wrote the book start with why really popular marketing book like you know, every single person, they have this like sequential ordering of information that they need before they're ever going to convert to someone. So this is sales psychology or this is just human psychology. People want to know why you do what you do before they learn what you do. Before they learn how you do it, they need to learn how, like why you do what you do and what you do in that order. And so whether you're talking about online sales, marketing funnel, Facebook ads, you know, connected campaign funnels, whatever or just you know storytelling in general, start with the why, start with the mission, start with the impact first. Um, one of my most favorite pieces of content and a piece of content that I've you know helped a lot of business owners create with my marketing agency before this is something that I've initiated at a lot of different companies that I've been a part of, but it's called a why video. And I actually can't coin this term, it comes from my mentor who's Dennis Yu, he's the owner of Blitzmetrics, which is a very large ad agency in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, but essentially it's a why video where you state like why you do what you do, you know, whether you've read the book, start with why, or whether you're just sharing this, you know, sacrifice that you had, right? Maybe you have a fitness company and in 2006, you had this, you know, car accident. And then all of a sudden you went to therapy and then therapy changed your life. And so now you have this therapy product. Like, obviously that's like, you know, pretty basic story, but that hero's journey of like something happened to you, or you saw something happen in the world that gave you this like fire inside of you to like, want to go do what you do. And if you can project that out, people, you know, I don't know if I can cuss, but people fuck with that. Like people respect someone who is being a part of something bigger than themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And so in your storytelling, whether you're interviewing your customers or your teammates or yourself, start by sharing the why. Why did this product change your life customer or oh, teammate or, or uh, employee? Why do you love to work here or why do you come here every day? Being as transparent as you can. If you have a founder of your company, like say you're in marketing for your company, um, make a why video with your CEO, like get them to share a transparent story about why they started their company. And so if you start with that, why first, then you can go into the what and the how and the product features. And well, really you shouldn't talk about the features, talk about the benefits, but you can talk about all the product stuff later. But if you start with why, you know, people are going to be much more receptive to, to the information that you have. Is that when you realize that they're really isn't much of a difference between B2B and B2C? I mean, you had to have come across it at some point. Is that what really the, the line in the sand was for you when you read, what was the name of the book again? Sorry, start with why. Yeah. Is that that when it, like, I mean, yeah, you know, that, that was definitely a, a catalyst into it, but you know, more so like I've, for me to level up my game in marketing, I don't you know, look at tactics or, you know, social media really much. I, I go on like the fundamental side, like of human psychology. And when I learn and also like talk with Seth Godin, like 
whether you're selling an $8,000 product or a $15 piece of toothpaste, you know, like I bought this like black charcoal to toothpaste off of a Facebook ad one time. It was so stupid. I found out later from my uncle who's a dentist that it's like not good for your teeth, but I bought it anyway. And I thought it was yeah. really cool. It was an e-commerce product, whether you're selling that or an $8,000 software with a you know $20,000 integration fee, like there's a very fundamental, like you're solving some an individual decision makers need in some form or fashion. So when I say there isn't much of a difference between B2C and B2B, all marketing starts with like that little thing that that person needs fixed. And if you can, the reason why copywriting is so important, mm -hmm. it's the phrasing and, and the semantics of how you are hitting that one specific thing that like gets people like, oh, that's what I've been needing or, oh, this is what I've been looking for. That it's a, almost like the discovery process. Like you want someone to like have this exploration, like almost like when uh, Christopher Columbus was like, you know, I don't know what, what, what do you do? He discovered North America or something like that. Like when yeah, he yeah. Saw, like, Whoa, this, like on a very like basic level, like how can you create that exploratory feeling for someone looking for your product or brand? If you can do that and be consistent with it, I mean, you will, you know, you will dominate market share and you'll build a moat. And then not only will you get all these customers and customer acquisition is great for you, but you're amplifying word of mouth marketing. And I can like, I, I don't mean to like go off a tangent, but amplifying word of mouth marketing is the most you know powerful marketing so if you can do that then as well as have good customer acquisition or client acquisition then you know that's great a common problem we see in the b2b industry is companies maxing out their marketing teams because they attempt to handle their website in-house we see this all the time from redesigns to regular maintenance we know it's easy for your team to drown in the amount of work it takes to keep a website updated secure and current with the times and let's face it working on a website isn't that fun the worst part, hiring a full-time developer to handle that workload can cost over $100,000 a year. Here at OneClick Agency, we build websites for B2B companies for just a fraction of that cost. Whether your website is five pages or 355 pages, our US-based team of designers and developers can handle your website project with ease. If your team is totally capped and needs help with website maintenance or even a full redesign, visit OneClickAgency.com to get a quote today. Visit OneClickAgency.com so your marketing team can get back to doing what they love. OneClickAgency.com. No, I, I, I would love to touch on the word of mouth because so many marketers, they go, they jump, they jump through the, the hoops, they do the day-to-day, -day, they follow the tactics that everyone says to follow. But how have you found, um, even with Connected or anything in the past, the best way to execute on that word of mouth because it really is important. Absolutely. You know, if, if I look back at like over the last kind of five to six years that I've been either consultant or operating an agency or now I'm, you know, VP of marketing for Connected, what I've found is the most book of business that I saw, whether for myself or for Connected, is from referrals. So if I, and this is kind of what I was mentioning about like changing our mindset of just focusing on that lead, focusing on sales instead of like focusing on the product experience, you know, if you just have an amazing experience with, like with your customers and they'll go talk about you, like we as a society are socially rewarded when we have something good to share to someone. So especially if your product that like can help. So say you, you help John with, with his automation sales and John has a bunch of business colleagues is he's crushing it. He will, he wants to show his friends that he has this new cool revolutionary software that's going to make their lives better mm -hmm. by us creating a good experience. We just gave John the ability to bring something to his friends. It's like a completely different, you know, status type of shift. And so, um, yeah, man, it, it definitely comes down to the product experience, but also that first time that that, um, that individual learns about their product and you know, understands that why. So I, I, I think that's something definitely key. Yeah.
Why do you think that companies are just so obsessed with chasing the leads and the sales? You mentioned that before that they do it. Is it because it's what they've always been taught? I mean, it just gets passed down. Why do you think that is? I think it's definitely a little, little bit of that. And, you know, we as humans, like we get into this like fight or flight mode, you know, like begin the survival mode and we're like, oh, especially in, in 2020 with this pandemic and all these kind of things, we're like we kind of get into this, this survival mode, which is not a bad thing. Like it's one of the, one of the reasons why like homeo sapiens have like, you know, leveled up in the animal kingdom is we have this fight or flight response. So we think about how to make a fire, how to make shelter. Mm-hmm. But in today's day and age, like we, we live in an abundance of information and technology. And so if, if we as a business owner can just kind of step back and okay, admit there's a pandemic, admit, you know, admit there's all these political things, all these things happen. If you just focus on the one thing that you're best at for your customer, then, you know, you'll be fine. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think it's just, um, it comes down to a, a mindset shift, but also like, you know, realizing that if you actually just focus on almost like, you know, it's almost like Paul Graham, he wrote a really famous blog in the startup community, 500 startups and YC Commoner, they've talked about a lot. It's like, do the things that don't scale, right? We often talk about scaling, especially us as an automation company, scale is key, mm-hmm. but sometimes doing the things that don't scale, like having that extra phone call with uh, an individual or trying to get a relationship first, adding value to, if you have a prospect, adding value to them first before they're even, you know, like buying your product or something, which sometimes salespeople, they won't ever do that. But if you do that, you might not only get a friend who might refer you, but they might most likely, you know, buy your product if you have something that can solve their needs. So I think it really comes down to the mindset shift and the intention behind the tools or the resources that we have. What would be an example to you um, that you want to give when it comes to adding that value, the unsolicited value that they're, they're not really expecting? Yeah. So, I mean, on the most basic level, like if you're in, in sales, for example, like um, asking questions, you know, this is something that I try to do like in social circles, if I'm not even in business circles, but the, like the power and the skill of asking questions, being genuinely interested in other people, A, you'll build trust, you'll build rapport, but you'll start to learn about these people. You'll start to learn where their heads are. You'll learn like, oh, they have this thing happening in their family or, oh, they have this thing happening in their business. So if you have that like entrepreneurial mindset, and this is actually something we teach at a, a, a nonprofit that I kind of am part of to young students. Like if you have that mindset of looking at problems and then seeing like your unique solution to that problem, you know, you will have the best and most fruitful relationships in your life. And you'll be able to have, you'll be able to do really, really well in business because you're finding that like that mutually beneficial, that, you know, symbiotic like trade-off that is like so, um, ingrained in nature and the ecosystems and animals do it all the time. But sometimes we as humans, we forget about it because we're selfish or we're trying to get, you know, get that sale so we can get that bonus. Not that we're selfish, but just sometimes we, we put some other goals or some other things ahead of like just genuinely wanting to be good for someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think more and more people are not really jumping on the bandwagon, but realizing that there's not much of a difference between B2B and B2C marketing. Um, but if there are some people that are listening to this that just still can't grasp that, um, it is a mindset shift that needs to take place. How would you address that? What do they need to do to really nail it um, and know that it doesn't matter if you're selling to a company or an individual, people still work for companies. You're selling human to human, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, I, I think one of the quickest things that people can do to start applying that to their life is remove some of the, or to their businesses, remove some of the limitations or this traditional mindset that sometimes we have with marketing. Like if you look at Connected's marketing, we are marketing ourselves very uniquely different than a software company. A, the average, you know, we have 75 people and the average age here is like 24, 25. So we're an extremely young company. So that definitely plays a factor to it. But also 
we just genuinely want to like look interesting on social media. If you're constantly like people aren't on social media to buy things, right? Um, people aren't on, you know, it's not like you know, Craigslist or Amazon where they're literally searching up. Granted, people are on LinkedIn to do business, but people are on there first to receive entertainment or to develop relationship or get some kind of education. And so if you can remove some of these limitations that we might typically have with B2B or LinkedIn, like making a video, like literally taking an iPhone and shooting a video like this selfie style, like the whole thing, no production, no captions, whatever, literally doing something like that appears genuine. A lot of like I've done video marketing for many, many years. And a lot of times people, you know, businesses will get caught up in spending thousands and thousands of dollars on production value. And don't get me wrong, like I connected, like we're trying to do some of that. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if you have low production, sometimes that seems more genuine and, and, and more real. And if people feel that and see that you're genuine and you're more real with your content, you're sharing an actual story, then they're going to love what you have. And so on the most basic level for people to start applying to the B2B marketing, what people have done so well in B2C marketing is think about the actual human being watching your content. So make videos, but then think about that person watching, like what emotion are they feeling? How are they experiencing? How are they, you know, like what's the experience that they're having in your content, but also like, don't be afraid, like make videos, get untraditional with your content. Um, cause also like a lot of people in B2B, like they're bored of that, you know, they're, they're mm -hmm. bored of like just the traditional sales. They want to see this crazy video of you showing your culture. Cause they're like, wow, that, that company is kind of cool. All right. Tell me what you guys have. You know, they just might be a little bit more interested because we're, we're all humans at the end of the day. You know, that, that was kind of like my ultimate point behind B2C, B2B, like we're all humans. We have interests. We have things that entertain us. We have things that make us move from a psychology standpoint. And, you know, marketing, it's all about just messaging, whatever it takes, you know, messaging some kind of incentive to get that individual move in whichever way you want. Yeah, I love how you frame that, because not only as B2B companies, should we be looking at prospects as humans instead of numbers, put ourselves in their shoes, because they're probably bored to death with exactly. the marketing that's pumped at them. And uh, what a great way to stand out. I love what you mentioned there about even just a rough video, like, you nailed it. So many people are just so focused on the production and what they think they need to do that they're just missing the point completely, right? Exactly. Like that's it. I couldn't say it any better. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Jeremy, it's been awesome having you on the show, man. Um, can you close us out by just sharing where we can find um, some of your social channels? I'm sure people would love to reach out to you. Cheers. Yeah. Twitter at Jeremy Miller with two J's and then go follow the connected. Like we're producing a lot of content. If you guys see anything that is like interesting about our content, like please feel free to hit me up. Like I'll jump on a call. Like I'm always trying to add value to anyone. Like it's a joy of mine to be able to share information. So um, yeah, follow connected at connected underscore org or just at connected on social media channels. But yeah, Sam, I appreciate man. Appreciate you having me on your show. Sweet man. Thank you so much. Hey everybody, before you go, thanks a ton for listening to the podcast. We would love it if you dropped us a rating on Apple podcasts or wherever you're listening. It'll only take you about four seconds. Last thing, if you're in marketing or you simply love it and want to learn more, subscribe to our email list today. You'll get weekly podcast updates as well as a solid marketing tip delivered right to your inbox. So if you want that tip sent to you every single week, subscribe today at oneclickagency.com forward slash podcast. That's oneclickagency.com forward slash podcast and you'll get marketing advice that you can apply to your company right away. oneclickagency.com forward slash podcast.